Strange Stuff Sideshow. Stuff you might not know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff Sideshow with me, your host, Kat Clifford, and with me as bloody usual, my co-host. Emily Pick. And we are on episode 31, which is crazy. I yeah. feel like... Although there were a couple of episodes we missed. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you <laughs> who are a little confused, who are confused about what is it, episode 23 and 24 you or are, something? Yeah, I just got super excited and I thought we were on 25, but we just skipped two episodes and then I didn't realise until, well, I didn't ever realise, Emily noticed about a week or two after I posted it. Luckily, it was a perfect timing, and it was when we were going into season two, um, so we didn't think any of you would really notice, but if you are, like, where the heck are these episodes? Like, was there something so bad it got taken off? No. <laughs> no, I'm just stupid. <laughs> no, nothing as cool as that. <laughs> it just simply was a mistake, and we decided just to keep calm and carry on. Yes. Exactly. So what are we talking about today? Um, so I'm going to be talking about, um, about two different things. They're completely non-relevant things, but to me personally, they're very relevant. I honestly, I have like a vague idea of what you're going to do, but like, you're making, I, now I'm second guessing myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm going to be talking about apple bobbing or bobbing for apples, and then also talking about shrunken heads. And the reason why I decided to put them into two is, one, because Bobbing for Apples is not that creepy and this is, like, the Halloween season. Yeah, all um, our episodes are supposed to be spooky, so I don't know apples. But <laughs> Bobbing for Apples is very inherently Halloween, so I didn't want yeah. to skip it entirely. Yeah. But then, as a kid... You bobbed for shrunken heads instead? <laughs> no, I just... I assumed that the bobbing for apples was correlated to shrunken heads. And what? that it had something to do Why? with, like... His, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, in my, in my brain, they were, like, really similar in that, like, maybe the history started in the same place. I don't want to know what you thought apple trees were when you were a kid. That was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Just heads yeah. heads on trees. Because they're all, like, bruised on the ground and moldy. I don't know. Just in my brain, I was like, yeah, these these, <laughs> these two topics connect the dots. Do you know what's going to happen now, though, is you want to put this into whoever's listening's head, and then in, like, a few years' time, they're going to be like, wait, I swear Bobby Freckles has something to do with shrunken heads. You're welcome. So I know, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, is that I get things stuck in my head, and then from later on, I just, like, always correlate the two things, hmm. even though they have nothing to do with one another. And forevermore, I'm always going to think of the two things together. And now I'm going to do that for you listeners, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Forever not understanding the actual true history of Bobby for apples and shrunken heads. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so which one are you starting with? Okay, I'm going to start with um, Bobby for apples. Okie dokie. So, as most of you know, um, but others from other countries may not know, um, it is a game often played on Halloween. The game is played by filling a tub or a large basin. Basin? Well, I say basin, but... Okay, that's... Basin, um, with water and putting apples in the water. 
Um, because the apples are less dense than the water, they will float to the surface. Players, usually children, but adults as well, will try to catch one with their teeth. Um, usually the arms are not allowed and hands are often tied behind the back to prevent cheating. So I think I said, alright, so I have two things to say about this. One, there was a Halloween assault course that we used to always do at my house, which was... Assault course? Yes. Okay, you don't use the same word. An assault course is just like an obstacle course. Okay, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, um... <laughs> so it's this where you get stabbed and fun- punched in the head. No, I thought it was on Halloween, you talk kids not to assault one another <laughs> with this course. Sorry. Yes, you drown them in the apple bobbin, and then you tell them why that's bad. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're like, oh yeah, kids, if you sit through this course of not assaulting one another, we can play games afterwards. Jesus, uh, no. Uh, we did, uh, so you, apple bobbin would be first, right? So then you have a wet face. And then you have to look for a sweetie in flower. So you have to like smash your face into a load of flour with a wet face and you get all flour stuck all over your face while you're trying to look for a sweet. That's funny. I like that. And we also did um, like biscuits, like party ring biscuits. I don't know if you have them, but they're fucking delicious. They're like the best biscuits in the world. I feel like I have to translate everything you just said <laughs> into like okay candy looking for candy candy's a sweetie yeah assault course as we learned is not about assaulting people it's an obstacle course yes and a biscuit what is a biscuit a biscuit is like a, a cookie? cookie yeah, yeah. okay and so. party rings are like you used to always get them at kids parties and they're like basically imagine a hard cookie with like hard icing on it. It sounds pretty grim, but it's delicious and you scrape the icing off it. Anyway, but you used to hang them on strings and you have to get them without using your hands. And they were they were like a ring, like a circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With we a hole a, in the middle. We had dad's cookies. Did you guys have dad's cookies? I don't I think that might be an inherently Canadian thing, but the were like the epitome of many Canadian kids' lives. Yeah. Like we got these big yellow things of Ooh, Are they like brightly coloured? Um, the cookies or yeah. the packaging? Yeah, cookies. Cookies, no, they're just like chocolate covered, like yeah, different cookies, but like in different shapes and different textures and whatever. I think it was the cheapest thing you could get at the superstore. So oh, like... we have daddy's sauce. Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe, maybe you have it there, but maybe it's a different name, which is usually the, the common case. Yeah, probably. So... Anyway. And then the other thing is I remember watching a documentary where they were, it was like a you know, deep south of America. Uh, and they were bobbing for pig's trotters, which made me feel sick. <laughs> like pig's feet? Yeah. Oh. But bobbing for them. So you have to put a dead pig's foot. To be your... honest, pig's feet are very, very tasty. So. Not just raw, chucked in some fucking dirtier water. No, 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 no. But like, and it's not as gross I'm as a vegetarian, so to be it's honest, pretty grim. some of our listeners from other countries may actually just bob for uh, pig's feet. They might not even be bobbing for apples. It's not for me. I would, I would be as mortified if I was bobbing for a sausage or a burger floating in water. The idea of the meat floating in water bothers me a lot. Maybe that's the whole point of it: is that it's creepy for Halloween. You know, I doubt it, but <laughs> if it bothers you so much, it's actually not so bad for Halloween. 
Um, so I'm going to continue on with the bobbin for apples. Um, so it dates back to Roman invasion of Britain, um, when the conquering army merged their own celebrations with traditional Celtic festivals. Um, one of the biggest reasons why bobbin for apples became synonymous with Halloween has to do with the Celtic festival, uh, Samhain. I don't know if I'm spelling Samhain. We talked about Samhain? it now, um, Halloween origins as we did with the bobbin for apples. That's how you pronounce it? Yeah. Interesting. Um, which was a Gaelic celebration that marked the end of harvest season and the beginning of winter. It usually fell on the last day of October, and now we celebrate this date as Halloween. Um, apples were offered to the gods during this festival as a sacrifice. The Romans brought with them the apple tree, a representation of the goddess of plenty um, named Pomona. Mm-hmm. During an annual celebration, young Unmarried people try to bite into an apple floating in water or hanging from a string on a line rather than a bowl of water. The first person to bite into the apple would be the next one to be allowed to be married, which is interesting. Well, the Celts uh, apparently created so many of our things, as yes. we've spoken in the origins of Halloween. Yes. And, and presumably apple bobbin, because they were obsessed with trying to tell the future, weren't they? It was just one of yes. the ways that they tried to do that. So. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, there's also, um, yes, it's all origins from Ireland um, and the Celtic, and that yeah, maiden who placed an apple, she bobbed under a pillow, was said to dream of her future sweetheart. Uh, which is kind of interesting. And then in the Northeast England, bobbing for apples is also called dookie or ducking apple. Ducking. Ducking yeah. apples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what um, bobbing for apples. Um, so, on to shrunken heads. Um, so, for those of you who don't know shrunken heads, I'm assuming you probably at least come across it in, like, the Harry Potter movie. When is there a shrunken head in Harry Potter? I don't remember which number it is. Like, the fourth? Third, fourth, maybe? Uh, when he's on the bus that disappears, like the imaginary bus or whatever. Oh, it's like hanging in the... Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, if you haven't... Like, there's a lot of movies that came up when it came to that, but that's probably the most popular that everybody would have seen. Mm-hmm. Um... So a shrunken head is a severed and specially prepared human head that is used for trophy, ritual, or trade purposes. Um, head hunting occurred in many regions of the world, but the practice of head shrinking has only been documented in the northwestern region of the Amazon rainforest um, with the Jivaroon peoples. How do you spell that? Uh, J-I-V-A... R O A N. I'd say that's a good attempt. It's probably wrong. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> um, so they were known to have be the shrunken, um, the people who do the shrunken human heads. Um, they called shrunken heads. Um, I'm also gonna butcher this. T S A N T S A. So many tribal leaders would show off their heads as. To scare enemies away, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, the process of creating a shrunken head, um, this is a little grim, so bear with me, um, begins with removing the skull from the neck. An incision is made in the back of the ear, and all the skin and flesh is removed from the cranium. Uh, red seeds are placed underneath the nostrils, and the lips are sewn shut. 
The mouth is held together with three palm pins. Um, fat from the flesh of the head is removed. And then a wooden ball is placed under the flesh in order to keep the form. Flesh is then boiled in water that has been saturated with a number of herbs containing um, tannins. I believe is how you say it. Mm -hmm. The head is then dried with hot rocks and sand while molding it to retain its human features. Um, is then rubbed down with charcoal ash and decorative beads may be added to the head. Yeah, I've actually, I feel like I've seen someone making a shrunken head. Not in real life. But I watched this, I watched a lot of things about like curiosities and oddities. Yeah. And I don't know what they used. It obviously wasn't a human skin. But I think it was like a monkey head or something. Yeah. And they just like put it on a barbecue with rocks in it because it like pulls all the skin tight, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I, most of the heads that you see on display, um, I guess depending on where they are, but most of them are fakes. Um, but there was a huge commodity of actually getting it became like tourist things. Yes, didn't they? it was very touristy, yeah. and a lot of like people from wealthier countries would go and bring it back home and whatever, and they would spend a lot of money to get it. Mm -hmm. um, but then it became such an issue that a lot of the countries where it was happening, they band together to stop it altogether. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, then what happens is when you cut off the supply, people start making fakes. Yeah. And then a lot of fakes got circulated as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think to this day, even, like, selling them, like, there probably are places where they sell, like, fakes and, like, replicas, but I think that's even frowned upon. As far as I was aware from, like, yeah, these, like, kind of antique curiosity things, you're allowed to, I think you were allowed to sell them, but only if they were, like, from before a particular date or something like that. Exactly, yeah. That's why they're worth so much money now. Yeah, because people don't want... Like, they don't want you creating more and, obviously, like, not even really creating fakes because they don't want you to, like, make it touristy again because if you make something in demand, mm. then, like, what the horns of rhinos, people then start going shopping and yeah. killing things. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of want to nip that in the bud is what I... <laughs> so, okay, Emily, up until about... Wow, that's loud. Sorry about that. Um, Emily up until about two weeks ago thought that the saying was nip it in the butt, not nip it in the bud. She was very confused when I was like, did you just say nip it in the butt? But then we were watching a TV show and they said it as a joke, nip it in the butt. And it was very strange. So clearly just... I'm not the only <laughs> one. This is a big thing. I just, I think that makes sense. Like both of them obviously make sense, but like I think nip it in the butt also makes sense. How? I've just seen a lot of parents <laughs> when their kids are acting up just like give them a pinch on the butt to stop acting up. What? I've never seen this. Yeah, because obviously you don't want to smack your kid. So instead of smacking your kid, some people think that it's more appropriate to just like give them a little like um, squeeze on the butt because it doesn't hurt them and doesn't leave a bruise or anything. But it gets them to stop because like I don't like know. when the, the the dog guy nips the dogs on the neck or whatever, whenever they're a bit annoying. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was like an old saying of obviously like people don't do that obviously, as much anymore. Nip it in the butt. No, in the old days they just used to fucking smack their kid with a spoon or something. Yeah, and then I, <laughs> and then obviously you're not gonna just like oh smack it with a spoon. Like, that's, that's not gonna be the new saying. So I was like, well yeah, they're trying to get the memo across.
But they're... This is a very long way rather than just thinking, I'll nip it in the bud and it won't grow. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, you have to tell me if, if you thought it was the same as me, nip it in the bud. And well, if you think that, you know, this could pass, maybe we can have both things. If enough people... <laughs> Okay, good. Good. So, what did you research? Oh, no, uh, well, I actually researched, I would say, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I did black cats, because they're synonymous with Halloween and witches and that, and uh, uh, I know they're like, and they have lots of stuff about being unlucky and that, but I didn't really know why or where that came from. So, black cats, why... Do they be getting such a bad rap, is the question. There's many superstitions associated with black cats in a variety of cultures throughout history. In ancient Egypt, black cats were representations of the goddess Bastet. Uh, Bastet was the protector of women and households, goddess of women's secrets, fertility, childbirth and cats. She was a popular deity amongst both men and women. Which I have only just thought is quite interesting that she was of like fertility and childbirth and that because uh, ancient kind of beliefs were like that midwives and that were witches because men just didn't understand childbirth. Yeah. I've read a lot about this. So there, there's your first witch connection straight off the bat. Like, <laughs> yeah, because black cats <laughs> Or, you know, witches, healer, yeah. shamanic woman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cats were respected in Egypt because they killed and ate mice and rats and kept grain supplies free of pests. Black cats in particular were known for keeping evil spirits away. Anyone caught killing a cat could face the death penalty. Hmm. In 525 BC, the Persian army used the Egyptians' respect for cats to beat them in battle. The Persians collected up a bunch of cats, painted cats on their shields, and chased the cats towards the Egyptian army. The Egyptians, unwilling to harm the cats in anger or offend their goddess, surrendered instead. Hmm. So there you go. I wonder what other animals, apart from elephants and shit, have been used to win wars. Yeah. Uh, in Greek mythology, the goddess of witchcraft and sorcery kept a black cat as a familiar. This cat was formerly a maid who had been turned into a cat by the goddess as a punishment for being rude. In Celtic mythology, uh, Celtic mythology describes a fairy in black cat form and it was believed that any house that left out a saucer of milk on Samhain would be blessed by the entity. In Scotland, it was believed that a black cat's arrival in the house signified prosperity for those residing there. So they got a really mixed bag of associations. Yeah. Uh, Norse mythology speaks of the goddess Freya, who was the goddess of love and fertility, and how she rode a chariot pulled by two black cats. Well, I just feel sorry for the cats. That's tiny. Tiny. (laughs) Uh, The latter were actually her swift horses that had been possessed by the devil. The cats served Freya over seven years, and at the end of this time were rewarded by being turned into witches disguised as cats. So they basically just became familiars. Mm. So basically, they ha- had this just really long-standing lore around them. Yeah. Uh, French peasants long believed that if a black cat was released at a crossroads where five roads inter- intersect, the black cat would lead them to treasure. Sailors and fishermen's wives historically have revered black cats. Sailors like to have cats on their ships to hunt pests and they preferred it to be black for good luck. Their wives would own black cats in the hopes that it would bring good luck while their husbands were away. Black cats could even be used as medicine back in the day. Apparently all you need to do to cure a sty on your eyelid is rub it with the tail of a black cat. 
<laughs> which just sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds like it's going to make it well, way worse. It's unhygienic, but yes. I get styes a lot. I ain't going to start rubbing cats on my face. No. It's unhygienic, and that cat is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're probably going to get like a fucking scratch in your eye instead. <laughs> I'm curious, how common are black cats? Because like if everyone's owning and wanting to own a black cat, well, no one does anymore. So, no. like, now everyone thinks of them as a negative thing, even though they're good luck in so many different instances. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, on Halloween... Well, because of the mistrust of them, loads of people... Like, they had problems with people going out and bloody killing them and stuff. Oh, that's terrible. And on Halloween, they usually have events to get them all adopted from, like, showers and things. Oh, that's good. To help, because it was getting... Like, no one wanted black cats. Yeah. Uh, when Christianity became the official religion of Rome in 380, the association of cats with paganism and witchcraft caused the poor old cats to be viewed with suspicion. So let's talk about how the spread of the church once again royally fucked up older traditions, which were mostly good for the cats. In 1233 AD, Pope Gregory... I can't read Roman numerals. 1X? Do you know what that one is? I think that's, um, 510. The 15? There were 15 Pope Gregories? Oh, 1X. Oh, that's 9. Okay. Well, there were still 9. That's too many Gregories. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Head of the Catholic Church declared black cats to be an incarnation of the devil himself and said that witches were using black cats in weird orgies with the devil who was described in this instance as being half cat-like in appearance. As a result, lots of people out of fear hunted and killed black cats and just cats in general. This led to cats being pretty much eradicated from Europe. No cats meant rodent populations rose and led to many diseases, one of which was the worst diseases in recorded history, the Black Plague. Mm -hmm. Thank you, church. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking with women! Fucking with the general population. Fucking with cats. (laughs) People also thought that black cats were either witches, familiars, or servants. Or that they were shapeshifter versions of the witches themselves. So I'm assuming, like, the hunting that goes on or, you know, the killing of black cats that went on recently was just people who are just scared from, like, older traditions. Mm -hmm. You know? Thinking that they're cats and... Uh, witches and things. Yeah. Uh, the Hungarians even specified that black cats could become witches when they turned seven. The cat could only be spared this fate by incising a crucifix into its skin before it reached oh. this significant age. Oh, that's terrible. Right? So... What if it's like a half black and white cat? Or like black with other colours? You just like, well... Well, You're half evil. <laughs> I know. Well, you get you get a small crucifix. It yeah. just it just that but I just okay. I just I just is this who is this? doing this? Is someone running around checking the ages of cats in a Hungarian village and incising crucifixes into these poor bastard cats? It's terrible because it's almost like is this a racism thing? Like at like at what point? Like is this? And the thing that sucks is that these animals can't do anything or speak for themselves and 
It, that's just that's, that's just what I mean. They're easy targets, aren't they? Yeah. Although cats put up quite a fucking fight, to be honest. I wouldn't be worried about trying to catch a cat and rub it in my eye or carve something into it. True. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Well, also don't see it. Serial killers go after cats before they start going after people, usually. Yeah. That's like a common theme. Yeah. Um, so, so you got all of this shit, and then just to cement, you know, black cats with their poor, bloody, unfortunate, as poor, unfortunate souls, <laughs> you have the witch trials. And then in the witch trials, just owning a black cat was enough to get you condemned as a witch. Mm. So even if you were like, I'll take this black cat in, that could be a reason that other people then accuse you of being a witch and kill you and probably your cat as well. I'm wondering if um, the Egyptians and obviously like um, the Greeks, that's what you're talking about, the first ones was the Greeks, right? The, 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 the Egyptians had the best there and the Greeks had uh, their, their goddess of sorcery. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if they had it right. And the Norse. Yes. The, yeah. um, and that later on they're like, oh, well these, because you know like how in Egypt they th- like thought so highly. Mm. Of, like, cats, and maybe cats are on another level, well, maybe specifically black cats are on another level, and then everyone's just afraid because, obviously, people are afraid of the unknown, um, and then they were just like, oh, well, these are nice things, but we don't know them, so we're just gonna start killing them, and then, like, it actually was, they got it right in the first place. Well, no, it probably is, because firstly, you have what we've talked about many times, is where they took a lot of symbols that meant good things and turned them into something evil from, like, pagan and druidic religions or um, polytheistic religions that came before the church. Yeah. And then secondly, I feel like if they did know something and there was something special about black cats, they just wouldn't want the normal public to find out about it. Exactly. Because they hid, they've hidden a lot of information if you believe, like, a lot of conspiracy theories and things like that, you know? Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. It's interesting that so they maybe went after an animal. And uh, <laughs> save the black cats and get one, because maybe it'll bring you good luck. Yeah. Oh, if not, you can rub them on your eyes. Yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, it's just a cat. Best case scenario, <laughs> it's a special cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, uh, my granddad had a black cat, and he brought it around to our house for Christmas one year. And it escaped, and it didn't know where it, well, I guess it didn't know where it was. It, it didn't come back for, like, a couple of days. And then, so my dad was sleeping with the window open, just in case the cat came back. <laughs> and the cat, the cat did back come back, but my dad day. woke up to a cat jumping through the window in the dark onto his chest, and we didn't have cats, we had dogs, and he just had this black cat staring him in the eyes as oh, he man. woke up. Like, <laughs> that would make me shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised the cat didn't get, like, accidentally lobbed into the wall or something. Because if I woke up with a cat jumping on my chest, then I wasn't expecting it, right? Yeah. Um, So nowadays, black cats seem to be kind of both, I guess. Like, good luck and bad luck, depending on who you grow up around and the area you grow up in. Mm -hmm. One crossing your path is regarded as not so good, but if they turn up in your audience on the opening night of a play, your show will have a long and prosperous run. So leave the door open. Well, I don't know what fucking cat 
cats are going to play? Is, is that a common occurrence? Like, where are yeah. all these, where are these cats getting this money from? <laughs> maybe, maybe they've been seen as evil because the cats are really running, like, their own, like, mafia <laughs> that we don't know about, and that's why they have money to go to plays. Does, um, uh, actor from the Broadway cats <laughs> count? <laughs> <laughs> Because I might just dress up as one and go to all these plays and be like, gotta let me in, I'm good luck. Can you just turn up with a cat and ask to be let in? Just let a bunch of cats loose in there and ask for a free ticket. No no harm in trying, you never know. I feel like theater people are like the most superstitious people out there. Yeah, well just be like, look, I'm here, I've got this cat and if you don't let me in I'll start talking about... The Scottish play. Oh. <laughs> oh, blackmail. Love it. And that is how... And that's our top tip. Our top <laughs> life hack for getting into Broadway shows for free. Because they're super expensive, but totally <laughs> worth it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everyone just goes out and buys black cats now just to get into plays. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this is there should be some sort of deal that they make with the animal showers, you know. Yeah. If and you that, like, if you get if you take one of the black cats on an adoption day, you can take it to a play and they'll let you in for free. <laughs> but you have to keep the cat. So yeah. you get to see a show for free once, but then you also have to look after that cat for the next twenty years. Oof. Is it worth it? Is it worth it for the one Broadway play? Well, do you know what? How would one Broadway play know that it was not a different cat? Why well, you just took the cat to all the plays and saw all the plays you wanted to see? Very smart and very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know what we're doing. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I quite enjoyed this one. It was a lot lighter than some of the other ones that we've been doing recently. Yeah. Although hopefully still spooky enough. I feel like the subject matter is still fairly spooky. Yeah, very Halloween, yeah. So if you have any ideas for any other episodes that you would like to hear, then you can always let us know. You can contact us at noshamesideshow at gmail.com. You can get us on Instagram and Strange Stuff Sideshow, TikTok at Strange Stuff Sideshow. And Patreon, Strange Stuff Sideshow, and that is getting properly kicked off around about in the next week or Probably two. Probably around Halloween, Yeah, honestly. Yeah, so if you want to donate some money to our uh, Halloween drinking fund, <laughs> then, uh, then no, we'll actually spend the money on some good stuff. It would some... be cool, we'd probably either make some stuff or we'd probably traveled places where we can do more yes if there's anywhere you want us to go investigate something in mexico or there's anything you want to know more about here then we can do that and uh you can do some mini doc if you if you like the idea of an actual like mini docs then let us know and we will try that out like if you have any ideas just let us know and and we'll see what we can do yeah so yeah because we're going to release some of the ones that we did in Canada. Yes, we travelled across Canada. Um, saw some spooky places. And yeah. we'll be releasing some of that stuff in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And then if you like that, then 
Let us know and we'll do some here. We might yeah. just do some anyways, but let us know. We probably will, whether you want them or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, you have yourself a very spooky evening slash morning slash night. I don't know when you're listening to this. And we'll be back soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Cut on my butt.